0: Hey, what's up? It's my Yang from Mix in the Dark. I want to say happy graduation to our college and high school seniors. You should be so proud of yourself. I remember those late night struggles and early morning classes. I was there, but I also want to let you know that your journey is only beginning. And I hope that you are able to find yourself in that process and also be with people who love and care for you. I always offer this up for our graduating students. I am a pro at resumes. If you need me to look it over, just send it to me. Let me know what you need me to look at and let me know when you need uh, me to get it to you by. It doesn't bother me. It's just a small gesture and I like to do it every year around this time. And so just let me know. So in honor of our graduates, I have some spooky college stories for you. It's been a while since I've told uh, stories of all universities anyway. And so I have three stories for you. They're all equally strange and creepy. So please enjoy. Story one. I have a few paranormal events that happened all throughout my life. Most of them are pretty lame, but there is one that got to me and still sticks with me today. About four years ago, I was ending my freshman year at college. I had lived in the dorms with a kick-ass roommate and pretty much had a great experience altogether. Toward the end of my last semester, something seemed different in my hall of the dorms. We were all still our lively selves, but just walking into the dorms would give you this massive feeling of dread. We all wrote it off as the stress of finals approaching, but overall, it just felt off. Well one night after studying, I decided to hit the shower so that I can just wake up and make my way to class in a few hours. Before I keep going, I should go ahead and set the layout of our hall and the bathroom. Our hall was one of the many halls on a single floor. Each hall had four rooms that accommodated two people each, or a single room for the RAs. Entrance to the halls were massive steel doors with a small window located at one end, and across from it was the bathroom. It seriously felt like a prison block rather than living quarters for college students. As for the bathroom itself, when you walked in, you were immediately met with two sets of sinks. One set on your left and one set on your right. There were massive mirrors facing each other, creating that infinite loop of mirrors. Then past that, you had your two urinals and a toilet stall on your left and two showers on your right. When facing the left set of sinks, you can clearly see into the showers from the mirror if the door is open. When facing the right set of the sinks, you can see the reflection of the shower. The door of the bathroom was identical to the entrance to the hall. It was a massive steel frame with a small window that didn't allow for much of a view with a good reason. The door was propped open with a giant wooden wedge that couldn't be moved unless you were really trying to close that door. So back to the story, I'm all alone in the bathroom gearing up to go shower. I throw my change of clothes on the right side sink so that way I can reach around the stall and grab them. Once I set my stuff down, I happen to look up in the mirror and I can see in the distance something almost shimmering inside the shower stall. As I look at it, I notice that it slowly gets closer, like it's jumping from the furthermost layer to the next layer closer. I'm kind of unsettled, but I don't think much of it other than me coming down off of a massive Red Bull, Adderall, and caffeine kick. But then it started transitioning faster. As it gets closer, I can start making out details, but nothing vivid or striking. It's just a dark mass that looks like it's covered in the hair. At this point, I'm freaking out hardcore since this thing is getting closer in the mirror and I'm pretty much frozen to this one spot. As it gets to the fourth layer, I get the closest look at this thing I'll ever get and I regret every minute of it. It wasn't hair, but some kind of long, flowing veil. You could see through it partially, but from the torso down, it was just solid black. And the face? I can't describe it. It was clearly human, but at the same time, it was so far removed. There were eyes. They were black, but definitely glowing somehow. I only saw this for maybe a second at the most, but it's burned into my mind forever. Then the lights cut out, and I heard the door slam. It's pitched black in the bathroom, so I can't see this thing anymore. I go to open the door, but it won't budge. And then this intense smell of blood hits me out of nowhere, and that's all I remember. I woke up later in the hospital. From what my RA claims, he was on his way to go use the bathroom sometime after this happened where he found me in the shower stall with my shirt covered in blood from a massive nosebleed. He tried asking me what happened and according to him, all I could respond with was, it saw me and I started freaking out. He ended up calling an ambulance and they got me to the hospital. All the while, I'm apparently freaking out, so they needed to sedate me to get me to calm down. I'm regaining my memories around the time my parents showed up, worried sick, of course. So I asked them what happened, and according to the doctors, they believe I had a seizure. However, they ran CAT scans soon after I was cooperative enough to do so, and found no signs of any seizures occurring. Not to mention, epilepsy doesn't run in our family at all. And having taken those Adderall countless times in the past, I've never had a similar side effect. To this day, I still can't bring myself to look into a mirror for more than a minute. And just being stuck in a room with a mirror for an extended period of time will cause me to break down. I've been going to therapy for three years because of this, and I've talked to countless religious leaders who, besides giving me the general, well, you should turn to God in times like this talks, they don't recognize that kind of pattern as anything demonic or evil. And the strangest thing is that before that incident, there were no actual claims of activity in those dorms. And since I left, there hasn't been any either. It was just that one isolated incident. Story two. A long time ago when my mom was a freshman in college in 1983, she wanted to be an LPN or licensed practical nurse. She never finished because she had children year after year, but that wasn't the case. When I was in college, I asked her why she really didn't finish her license. She told me this, as told by my mom, everyone wants to be a nurse or a doctor, but that's not very easy. The education is very hard and you have to be very focused. And when you become one, you'll have to see blood every day. You will have to take care of very sick people. Sick in this case meant dying people. But no one tells you about the things you will see in the hospitals. When I was in school, we had to get up early for our clinicals. I was one of the few students that had to be there by four in the morning. One morning, I got up really early and went to the hospital. I was very tired, almost half asleep still. The hospital was empty, the parking lot was empty, and I was alone. I got into the elevator to go down to the locker room, which was in the basement of the hospital. I never liked going down there because it was always so quiet and you could hear every little echo of anything that moved. When I got to the basement, I was putting my stuff away in my locker. I thought I heard voices. I put on my lab coat and then I heard little children's laughter as though they were right behind me. I wanted to yell out hey, but I knew no one else was there. The elevator door swung open and another nurse walked in. She saw me and greeted me. She quickly grabbed her lab coat and we both went into the elevator together. I told her that I was still very tired and I was rubbing my eyes when I saw a little girl with long blonde hair. She was wearing a white dress, standing at the corner of the elevator, smiling at me. I closed my eyes to get her out of my mind. When I opened my eyes, she was gone. As we reached the main floor, the nurse said to me, You can see them too, huh? Well, don't be afraid. The basement used to be the morgue. They come out and play every morning. Just pretend they're not there and you'll be fine. So every morning when I would go to clinicals, I would wait for another person to go with me before I'd go down to the locker room. I would still hear the children and see them every once in a while. I got too scared to become an LPN. And I had too many little ones at home that needed me, so I didn't finish my school. Story 3 College was a great time for me. I made a bunch of friends, I went to a lot of parties, and I somehow graduated on time. My freshman year, I lived in the dorms. The dorm was not co-ed, which in a way was better because it could just be a guy's place. Our floor had about 40 guys and almost all of us hung out. There were a handful of guys whom I became really tight with. Over the course of our freshman year, we went through phases of things we became obsessed with. Drinking, poker, horse racing, girls, and yes, the Ouija board. One weekend, we were bored, and a girl who hung out on our floor regularly asked if we wanted to play with a Ouija board. I'd never played Ouija before, but some of the other guys had, so we said yes. She went to her dorm about a block away, and 20 minutes later she came back with a genuine store-bought Parker Brothers Ouija board. That first night, I only placed my hand on the planchette once and nothing really happened. The planchette is a small wooden heart-shaped movable piece that we use to communicate with spirits on that Ouija board. Something did hook me, though. For the next several weekends, a few of us played with the Ouija board constantly. For some reason, the board was always most responsive when I was one of the players. I'm not sure why. I know for a fact that I never moved that piece. No matter who else was touching the planchette with me, it seemed most active when I was one of the people asking questions and touching it. One weekend, my middle brother came to visit me. It was me, him, and a buddy touching the planchette. After all these years, I don't remember what we asked that spirit or how it answered, but I do remember two things. First, it told us that it was in the room with us. And second, when we asked it to point to where it was. It moved in a figure eight and then it slid off the board. The planchette felt like it levitated off the carpet and then moved towards a dark corner in the room. My brother and our buddy took our hands off quickly. I kept mine on and I eventually pulled back too. The planchette kept moving for several more feet. By itself. And then it stopped. The room got cold. Some of the girls in the room got really scared and started crying. We were all so freaked out. Eight of us ended up sleeping together in my tiny dorm room. Both the guys and the girls. It was weird though. Even after that night, I was still drawn to that stupid Ouija board. I wanted to play it all the time. My buddies eventually got too scared or got bored with it and moved on. One weekend, I borrowed the board and took it home to play with my siblings. Nothing happened at our house. I went back to college and forgot the board. I left it in my room somewhere. I called home about it, but my sister said it wasn't there. She thought I took it. To this day, I don't know what happened to that Ouija board. It just vanished. I gave that girl $20 to replace her board, and I haven't touched one since. Looking back, I feel blessed. I think God was watching out for me, protecting me from that evil. If you've never played with a Ouija board, don't. It seems harmless. It's a cardboard that you can buy at Kmart for crying out loud but there's just something about it that just does not feel right. It draws you in somehow and I believe it can open up certain people to things that are better left alone. Just my two cents. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I'm your host Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark podcast is available on Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube, and Facebook. If you have any stories that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com.